I don't know if you know it, but you are investing wisely. I'm not talking about your finances. I don't know about how you're doing on that front, though I hope it's going well because that's an important kind of stewardship as well. I'm talking about how you use your time. Today, specifically, you are investing it well. You are here in God's house to receive the gifts that he gives to you through his word, through his sacraments. The gifts that he gives to equip you here for life out there. You're spending time in God's word. Tick-tock. You've only got so much time, so how are you going to use it? God gives you the same 24 hours in a day that he gives everybody else on earth. It's a finite resource. With money, you can usually work. You can get a job, find ways to earn more income over time, or even invest some of what you've got so that you might be able to get some kind of dividend or interest later on. That's not how time works. You can't stretch out your days or your years, no matter what kind of tricks you might learn, what kind of life hacks you apply. You've got what you've got, and that's it. In today's scripture readings, you heard the start of the story of Naomi and Ruth, women who lived during the time of the judges, before the kings, before King Saul or King David. The time had run out for Naomi's husband and for both her sons, leaving her and her daughters-in-law to fend for themselves. So Naomi, having heard that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah, that the famine there had ended, she decides to return to her family's home, this little town called Bethlehem. Maybe you've heard of it. Now, fun fact, Bethlehem is probably a good place to go when you're looking for sustenance. The name itself means house of bread. Her daughters-in-law, they have no connection to that place, to that people, just Naomi. And she tells them to remain behind, to go and find life among the people, among the places that they know. Why should they go with her? Why should they waste their time on an uncertain future? Naomi blesses them in the name of her God, Yahweh, the Lord, letting them go in peace. There's a lot of love here. They spent years together as a family, getting to know one another, caring for one another. Enough time, apparently, for Ruth to start to know Yahweh, the God of the Hebrew nation. Now, while Orpah tearfully yields to her mother-in-law's appeal to go back to her people, to go back to her gods, Ruth remains steadfast. Hear again what she said. Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May Yahweh do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Ruth trusted that Yahweh would see them through. So she committed her time, her very future, to follow him, to live among his people. Ruth trusted the Lord as her God. It was the right call. 
And considering what we heard in Psalm 110 this morning, the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. We can say that Ruth's call was the wise call. Tick-tock. Today, God is inviting you to make the wise call and how you use the gift of time that you've been given. Invest that time well by getting to know him better as Ruth did. Because as you do, you'll find that wisdom will shape your life. It will serve as a foundation for all the other decisions that you need to make each and every day. So how do you do it? How do you get to know Yahweh better? You can start by dedicating time each day to hearing from him in his word, in the Bible. That time doesn't have to be fancy, but it should be regular. Knowing full well how busy life in our area could be, I recommend setting aside time on your calendar just like you would any other appointment that you don't want to miss. Put these appointments with the Lord down. Make a slot for starting maybe five, ten minutes. If you can, choose a quiet space where you can focus on reading, reflecting, prayer. If reading is an issue, I know there are a number of copies of the audio recordings of the scriptures that we can point you to if you want some help finding those. And if you're looking for a place to start, if you want to dive into the books of the Bible, go to the Gospels. John, Mark, not John Mark, that's Mark, John or Mark, those are good places. And if you're looking for a resource, we have these little devotionals called Portals of Prayer out in the narthex over on the credenzas there, kind of over by the Welcome Center. We can direct you to those after the service if we want to pick those up. They have something for each day of the week that you can go through, you can read, you can get to know the Lord better. But what comes next? You've got the Bible in front of you. You've got your time set aside. How do you know better who God is just by reading through his word? I have no idea how many approaches there are at reading scripture devotionally, but I can offer you one right now that's pretty straightforward. It's actually the same one that Greg Finke mentions in his second book, Joining Jesus on His Mission, Show Me How. So as you read through the scriptures, ask three questions. Know what, so what, and now what? Talk to your Heavenly Father in prayer as you read through the scriptures, asking what he would have you know from that passage that is right before you. And then what difference is it to make in your life? What difference would he have it make in your life? And then what are you going to do with it? We hear in Hebrews 4, the word of God is living and active, and he knows you better than you know yourself. The Holy Spirit is going to be working through his word to shape you as Christ's people. So the time that you're spending in God's word, it will be time well spent. Tick-tock. Now, it's possible that even five to ten minutes a day spent with Yahweh in his word might seem like a challenge. Probably will be. Especially if you're not used to setting aside this time. 
Because each and every day, every one of us is going to be tempted to keep this finite resource of time to ourselves, to guard it closely as we can. If you're going to give God any time at all, let it be what you can get here and there, the leftovers of time. That's the temptation. But as a steward of time who has been called to first fruits giving, reject that lie. God has redeemed you, and that means that he has redeemed your time as well. Christ took our poor stewardship of time with him to the cross, and he exchanged it for life in the resurrection, where we get to spend time with God. Now, Ruth went with Naomi to Bethlehem, trusting Yahweh as her God. And he used Ruth's stewardship, her first fruits giving of time, to bless the entire world. Because when you read through the rest of Ruth and Naomi's story, you'll see that she was the great-grandmother of a giant figure in Israel's history. Do you know who it was? King David. And if you continue later on, if you continue on in that reading, an even more important person would be a descendant of her family, one who would be born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, to be the bread of the world. Jesus has redeemed the time you've been given. Use it wisely. Get to know him better so that you might see his love at work in your life. Go out to spend unhurried time with the people that God puts into your life. People who need his love in this hurried and busy world. Tick-tock. You've only got so much time. So how are you going to use it? Amen.